Hi, my name's Marcus Greatwood. I'm a freediver. I'm here with Gemma and Ian, and we're going to talk about freediving and how you can get involved in it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. This is episode 51. My name is Ian, and also with me is... My name is Gemma. <laughs> well done. Thanks for joining us. So... Uh, we have got a great guest for you lined up again today. We have got Marcus Greatwood. Welcome. Um, we will be talking about Marcus and everything that he does very soon. And uh, we have got some, a few bits and pieces to run through with everybody before we, have. we uh, get too far into the podcast. Jem, uh, we need to talk about a little bit of news. We need to talk about the big scoop back phone. I know mm-hmm. we harp on about it a little bit but it's always good to just remind everybody and we've had some messages we have yes Take i do love it we do love it when people do say you know um give us some feedback they reply comment whether it's on facebook whether youtube whether it's and now they've got the bat phone i know we've got instagram twitter facebook and we've got the bat phone just how much choice do people really so anyway uh, we've had some some comments and uh, some people from the world of Australia all the way from there wrote in and to, to let us know what they're up to. And we'll get to that in a minute. And um, let's just, just dial back briefly to talk about episode 50. We had the guys on from the South uh, Diving Group from the Royal Navy. Uh, that was really great. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. And yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully post-COVID, all being well, we'll be going down there to see them and uh, seeing what they're up to actually on site, all being well. Mm. Uh, so uh, that would be good. Look forward to that at some stage. But anyway, let's talk about fi- uh, 51. So Marcus Greatwood, he is a free diver, uh, record breaker, and uh, done some really great stuff. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, a free diver that does quite extreme free diving, even in caves. Which he certainly do, yeah. It does pretty, yeah, and uh, he's discovered a cave, you know, didn't he? Well, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll be talking about that, and also we'll be talking about some principles and uh, all those sorts of things about free diving and comparison it to scuba diving. Uh, just general chit chat about those sort of things, really. All being well, and uh, he's a really nice guy. So uh, we hope you will enjoy that. So let's talk about the big scuba back phone, Gemma. Um, so as we said, we've got we had a few messages on that, and I'll just give the number out once more. It is plus forty four seven eight one zero double o five nine two four. Now, what came clear is our good friend Christine tried to send us a voice message, and in my infinite wisdom, forgot to send to set one up. But hey, we're setting that up, so that will all be covered. Okay, but what we do like is what's probably easier and where you get the best quality is send a WhatsApp voice message. So where you can just use the WhatsApp app, you can record on there and then you can just send it. That's probably the easiest. Uh, We will set up um, a voice answer machine not actually on the number so people can just do the, the usual thing and call in. Uh, but I don't know if the quality will be particularly great on that, but we'll, we can see, we can put it out there for people to test it. And yeah. uh, I think uh, Honeymeister is going to be, has volunteered to be our um, voice 
on the arm, yeah, a voiceover. So that'd be quite good. The other thing people can do also is they could send us a video on WhatsApp if they wanted to. Yeah, be able to see what our listener looked like. How cool is that? I know. And we could, you know, play it on our social media. Yeah. So uh, do, you know, don't be shy. Yeah, got to share. The fun is in the sharing. (laughs) And uh, so they tell me. Anyway, so yes, you know, do that anyway. Yeah, it's just brilliant hearing from anyone who's diving at the moment abroad. That'd be really great. Uh, in the UK at the moment, uh, well, anyone's diving in the UK at the moment. That's grim, isn't it? <laughs> it or the, the weather's grim. There's, the news is not particularly great at the moment. Um, don't really want to make it harp on about that particularly much. But yes, yeah, so I don't think anyone's actually diving in the UK at the moment. If you are, let us know, perhaps, you know, that'd be good. You know, let us know if you are for some reason diving. Maybe it's to do with work, essential work. We'll see. But uh, if you are abroad and you're in the warmer climes or the colder climes, still able to dive, let us know. Let us know what you are up to. It'd be really good. And some of you have done that already. Now, Jem, we had a message all the way from Australia. So good day to our friends in Australia. Good day. Hey. Today. And they said, now a quote, Hey, Ian and Gemma, I love your podcast. Just staying local today and going for a recon around the bay in Wine, spelt W-Y-N-N-U-M. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. It's in Queensland. It's on the Gold Coast. That sounds rather lovely, and I bet it's lovely, uh, lovely and warm there. So, but the only thing is, guys, you haven't left your name, so... I don't know who you are. We've got a number, but anyway, thank you very much um, for that message. And, you know, uh, it's very kind of you to with your kind comments. Keep in touch. So, Jen, we're up to four listeners now. One of them's in Australia. How good is that? <laughs> yeah. And then we heard from our friends in South Africa as well. I know. For, so far afield, all these listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a WhatsApp message from them, didn't we? We certainly did, and it's really good hearing about that. And so with no further ado, let's hear their message. Hi, Big Scuba Team. It's Mike from Cape Rad here, all the way from South Africa. Just tuning in to send you an update of our um, work so far in the last couple of weeks. We've been really busy with our citizen science snorkelers, and which has been fantastic. We've been able to contribute loads of new data and new photograph sightings to our shark database, which is looking into the uh, benthic endemic shark species of this area and looking at their population estimates and their distribution. And our citizen science ecotourism platform really is fantastic for getting people involved and engaged and educated about marine conservation and also directly contributing to our marine research project. Um, For people who are looking for a way to get involved with marine conservation without actually getting in the water, we've got a new adoption programme where you can adopt a benthic shark. Um, It's a great Christmas present or birthday present. And this money directly helps our conservation field work, our database management and uh, the upkeep of um, the cloud data that we all use. So it's a really, really great way to contribute to our marine science. So yeah, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for um, listening and catch you on the next Cape Rad Chronicle. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, guys, for your message. And uh, do keep us up to date. And everyone else, you know, do keep us up to date with what you're up to, uh, even if you are 
know, let's say you're paddleboarding at the moment or you know if you if you can't dive maybe you, you get a chance to do some free going for some snorkeling you know there's still plenty yeah especially on the south coast there's some nice uh some nice places to go see yeah and you know, it would be really good if we could hear from some people that have been down in this new swimming pool oh that's a very nice transition Gemma. so tell us about this is some news so the world's deepest pool is open yeah it's called deep deep spot and it is in poland it's just recently opened and it is 45 meters deep which is about 150 feet it is you know deep deep um so it's for scuba divers and free divers so it's a playground for anybody that wants to go underwater. Uh, oh, so $10 million to make. How yeah, about that? Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Those looks, the pictures look awesome. They do. And it's actually got like a little boat down there and they've recreated kind of areas that mimic cave diving, yeah. which is uh, really, yeah. So the pictures, yeah, looks, I'd love to go there. It'd be great. Yeah, it? It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Imagine how long that took to fill up. That's a serious amount of water. I think it's got. Uh, 27 more t- more water in than a normal swimming pool 25 yeah minutes. yeah it's a serious amount of water has got and um yeah it'd be really impressive to go see and experience that yeah so course, as uh, recreational divers we can't actually go to the bottom no 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 but if there's any listeners out there that have been there or are going there let us know yeah that'd be really good perhaps send us a message to the back phone from the pool. That'd be really good. How cool would that be? And we'll play that on the show. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much, Jim. Jim Jim for that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's the news. That's the back phone. Uh, don't forget, very just very quickly, I know we didn't uh, agree with this, Jim, but just gonna think a good time to just quickly drop this in is you know, we are always talking to people out there about offers, discount. So if the usual thing is that we have got uh, discounts on drones, DJI drones, power lens, uh, you can speak to us about power lens camera. Um, and also, you can also speak to us about Stream C. Yes. And yep. there as well. So, uh, and actually, Look out for that as well. A little heads up, a little hint about that company. So, and yeah, exactly. So, uh, really like that company. Some really good stuff to look out for. Eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so no further ado, let's get into the podcast a bit more and talk to Marcus Greatwood about all the great things that he's been up to. Yep. So, here's Marcus Greatwood, episode 51. Hello. Hey, Marcus. Hi. Hiya. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Have you had a good day? Yeah, I've been underground, actually. I've been caving all day. Wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's why I couldn't make it yesterday. Well, I might have been able to, but it had been cutting it fine. So. Okay, yeah. then. So, Marcus Greatwood, thank you for joining the Big Scuba podcast. Do you want to tell our audience about who you are and what you do? Um, yeah, so my name's Marcus Greywood. I've been freediving for um, over 20 years now. 1999, we started the club. Uh, so No Tanks Freediving, based in London. Um, I started coaching and competing, competitive freediving, and coached a few world records, um, quite a few national records, 
I've got a couple of national records myself, but reasonably quickly realized that um, for me, the joy of freediving free diving was seeing new places rather than just getting numbers on a, you know, kind of in competition. So reasonably quickly, the club switched to um, totally inclusive. So anybody can join the club and anybody can freedive and enjoy being you know, freediving. That's it. Right. Um, since then it's kind of moved on and we do a lot of what we call extreme location free diving uh, which is um, exploring places on a single breath uh, essentially but going places that are hard to get to um, and if they're hard to get to normally then they're hard to get to on scuba you know even harder to get to um, so we, we get fantastic opportunities to show people um, places that have not been seen by many people mm. um, and from this we start we we started putting a few ropes to help us climb down places and we realized that we really needed to know have some more skills so we we found the most extreme um, access is in caving so we all started caving and learning lots of caving techniques so now we can use them to get us in places where we can then free dive. And oh. so that's it. That's kind of brought, that's, that's 20 years of my life in, <laughs> in a minute. Yeah. So did you predominantly start out doing your caving in the UK? Uh, yes and no. Uh, most of our caving is in the UK purely because we live in the UK. But realistically, uh, like today, we're taking two newbies in and both of them are coming out to um, Kefalonia, which is the photos I originally sent you of Kefalonia, and they're coming out in April. So it's a great opportunity in England for them to kind of get, um, yeah, get some skills in exactly the same way that UK, most, most UK scuba divers and free divers. Yes, there's beautiful places, but you can do so much in the UK so that when you go abroad, it's a lot easier. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not yeah. There's I'm not saying all UK divers, you know, free divers or scuba, because uh, I used to scuba dive. Um, I've, I've never quit scuba diving. I've just not got time left because <laughs> I'm <laughs> free diving all the time. So um, I'm a relapsed scuba scuba diver. Does that make Does that make me? Uh, is that okay? <laughs> um, yeah. So so yeah, most of the caving we do in the UK. There's amazing places, but really we use them for, to gain the skills. Sort of say when we go away, we're we're ready to actually rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. But when you say you're you're diving into these hard to uh, get to places, yeah. Um, but you're doing that on as a free diver, aren't you? Always free diving. We don't. We're, we're, the club's called No Tanks. That's it. So uh, the level of people who are going on these, are they from beginners or because you must have to, I'm presuming that you're teaching them at the same time is the, the breath hold and how you, you know, move from holding your breath from say 10 seconds right through because surely you've got to be able to hold your breath for a fair amount of time when you're moving to go into these difficult places. Well, it's it, it really, yeah, really interesting question from two two perspectives um we we every single person either joins a club or comes on a course um we look at them as an individual so there are people whose breath hold isn't fantastic but 
their climbing may be fantastic. So they will get an opportunity to dive places which aren't necessarily particularly long or deep, but where people who are fantastic freedivers who can't climb can't get to. Everybody has their challenge, and equally well, everybody has their strengths. So because we're not narrowing ourselves down to just time and depth, this allows us to do a lot more varied thing, and therefore everybody can freedive, and believe me, everybody brings something to the table. Uh, Even, you know, people you really don't think, you know, uh, uh, physically um, prepared or not physically able to do big dives, they'll come with some some skill that will suddenly allow us to go somewhere else that we've never been able to go before. So, um, yes, we'll take anybody. No, no, everybody can't go everywhere, if that makes sense. It's got to be, yeah, because holding your breath... And then holding your breath while you're moving is a, is a whole yeah. different skill as well. well that, and that's the other angle. As I said, that's the interesting yeah. question from two angles. Yeah, because yeah. the other angle I completely forgot about was um, the mental aspect of free diving. I mean, the mental aspect of, of all sports is massive, but in free diving, it's, it's kind of even more so. And, and you'll find somebody who's got a really good breath hold, uh, especially competitive freedivers, they tend to have, well, not tend to, they have honed their skills to a very specific situation. Mm-hmm. So somebody who says, yeah, I can hold my breath for this many minutes, I'll put them in a cave, they won't be able to hold their breath because they might be scared of the dark. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's about a mental attitude much, much more than breath hold. Anybody who uh, learns to free dive in a, in a good environment and a good you know, situation will get to a certain point where their breath hold is kind of useful. But if they haven't got the mental uh, ability or skill to deal with the stresses that we are putting on top, on top of that, being in a cave, being underground, being you know, wherever it happens to be, then the breath hold kind of irrelevant cold water etc etc in exactly the same way i'll I'll keep putting it back to the uk you know uh, scuba divers uk scoobies go to malta they put a wetsuit on you know a wetsuit what and and instantly they're relaxed and they're chilled and they're looking around and they're already enjoying the environment somebody who's been doing quite a few dives in malta for, for example they'll get in and they're still no how can you be Relax, you've never been here before. Yeah, but compared to wherever, the North Sea, this yeah. is, you know, I practice there in really tough conditions so that here I'm, yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. 30 metres is a lot different in the UK uh, down than 30 metres in somewhere like Malta. So, yeah. uh, absolutely. Although 30 metres in like the Red Sea, when it's lovely and warm and clear, can be just as dangerous because you oh, yeah. those depths so quick and easily oh absolutely you know, and so, yeah and yeah but the reason why i was thinking about that question i asked you was that you know in comparison with scuba i can't and it'd be bad practice for me to take someone like Gemma, who's an open water diver uh into somewhere where there's an overhead enclosed when yeah. she's not trained for that and she's only an, an open water dive with a few dives yeah absolutely uh, yeah as, you know, that's what I was thinking about. So who governs you? Who do you... Cause... Yeah, so, well, um, there's governing bodies, internationally governing, governing bodies. Um, SSI, PADI do, do do it. The main one is IADA. Uh, and I say main, not necessarily 
for numbers because in different countries they have different numbers. But AIDA, um, they started first and set the, the precedent and pretty much the others have just copied the, the syllabus. There isn't that much technically to learn with freediving. Um, realistically there's I mean there's no equipment basically obviously fins and I can tell you now about fins I can tell you next five minutes about freediving fins how they work I can even you know tell you the physics I've got I've got a degree in physics I can tell you the physics about how they work but that doesn't help you at all in freediving yes there is equipment but using it is the important bit yeah? yeah the theory of it doesn't kind of match up uh, unlike obviously scuba where you've got kit that you need to know what it does and how it works there's yeah you can learn that dry freediving there's actually not a lot to learn tech technically right. in the water it, it kind of changes on so yeah you're right we we are governed by iada um, um, I'm an, an Atmere Academy instructor as well. Um, but as no tanks, as a, as a, as a teaching group, we have our own, uh, grading system, okay. which, um, is a lot more, uh, inclusive and, uh, inclusive of people and inclusive of skills. Mm. So, uh, if you come to no tanks and quite a few places around the world recognize no tanks. So if you go somewhere and say, I've been diving in no tanks, I'll say, what color are you? You're blue. Okay. I know where you're at. But as you work through no tanks, some people will say, oh, I'm going to such and such a country. And as a master instructor in, in, in IADA, I can sign them off for that as well, because I know that our stuff easily includes all the IADA stuff plus other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically we're governed by ADA, but we teach in such a completely different way. The main way is, um, and I feel this really has to kind of get out there for two reasons, but mainly because you'll see why. (laughs) Um, Most freediving courses uh, have depth as one of their objectives. So you go on a two-day course and you do a depth, you do a time, they sign you off. Mm-hmm. For us, this is a really bad way of, of teaching um, because we want, we, you, you could do a depth and do it really badly, but within IADA or SSI or PADI and all, all of them, they don't sign off how good it is. They've signed off that you've done the depth. Yeah, which means you could have got away with it. Exactly. Five. Exactly. And, and so that's not, that, for us, that's not cool. But equally well, if somebody goes on a, a weekend course and they do everything, they love it. They've seen fish. They've, you know, really enjoyed it. And at the end of it, oh, no, you didn't do that depth. You failed. Well, and, and in our world, it's like, no, they went into a lake that they would have never gone in before. They've seen fish. They've enjoyed it. They want to come back. That's not a fail. That's a, that's a massive win. Yeah. So we've taken out time and depth out of our qualifications yes you will get them some point or you may get them doesn't matter i don't care if you don't if you, you know if you as long as you know what, what level you're at and as long as everybody knows whatever level you're at i don't care how deep you dive um you may get it later on but we are more positive in the point of view what have you done we've done that you've done that you've done that yeah. it's definitely a more positive way of looking at it and um if you, you know, and I do, and I get that. So don't you, you but I'm presuming that you uh, plan, 
if you're going to go and do a free dive, that you plan that with your instructor and you set a limit of how deep you're going to go. No, no, it's, it's not quite, it's not quite like that. Um, the, the problem is that in free diving, um, free diving is basically kind of copied for the early person uh, who set up IADA's teaching system. Uh, took it, well, she worked at Paddy. She was quite high up in the UK Paddy. So she literally took the syllabus, took out the word scuba and put it free diving. Yeah. Where you are teaching for a depth because at 30 meters, the gas reacts like this. And, yeah. you know, narcosis reacts like this. At 40 meters, the gas acts like this. You act like this. It's a definite kind of line. Yeah. So in, in scuba, you progress in depth by having the knowledge to go to that depth, yeah. if that makes sense. And yes, you've got to do the depth to kind of use those skills. Whereas from free diving, narcosis doesn't really come into it. Uh, um, not, not really, well, not close. The only thing I think yeah. gets me uh, on that is, is that, because that sounds really good, and I think out of, you know, it does sound really positive, but you could potentially dive deep than you may be used to but it's not the depth it's the fact that you don't then have enough time to get back up yeah the you've got and and again it's it's different from the scuba it's what you're saying there makes sense with scuba because you've got a certain amount of air now you have with free diving well you run out don't you because if if you can hold your breath for say let's say a minute uh, stop no. stop okay. it's that path of time that you people think that they think oh, i've got a minute means i can swim down for 30 seconds swim up for 30 seconds in in the same way that you can you can quantify how much air you're using a tank yeah. but i mean i guarantee you've been snorkeling and yeah. when you out i don't know wherever you were in spain and you're snorkeling around and you held your breath and you went down picked up a shell or whatever you did you came back in time i know you did because i'm I'm looking at you on a screen not many people die snorkeling when they're on holiday because they've gone too deep or too long it just doesn't happen yeah Yeah? if if that thought process was true that you well i I, i'm going to run out i've got to turn around now so i'm going to run out it doesn't work like that because it's it's not a depth gauge. It's, it's your brain. You're thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, the dive you did before you picked up that shell, you probably went a little bit shallower and saw that shell. Yeah. So you knew, you turned to your, whoever was with you, your buddy, your daughter, your, whoever it was, and said, I'm going to go and get that shell. Well, how do you know you can do it? Well, I got close to it, and I, and I'm, I was fine. You know, it, was, it was comfortable. So then, and then you turn around and you do it. And so it's, and it's, it's, yeah, people don't die. I mean, they do die snorkeling, don't get me wrong, but they don't often. So it is innate in us to know how long we've got and how deep we can go. Yeah. And as soon, as soon as we put a watch on, as soon as we put a depth gauge on, the, our sense of awareness changes. So yeah. instead of trying to get that, sh- you know, kind of dive and, and enjoy yourself, you start, oh, well, yesterday I did this depth, so today I want to do deeper. That's mm-hmm. not feeling how deep you're going. And, no. and it's like, 
well, I can hold my breath for a minute, so I'm going to swim down for 30 seconds. Yeah, but you held your breath for a minute in a swimming pool in London when you'd hang, hanging out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a Raysbury. <laughs> you dive Raysbury, I presume? Uh, no, I haven't done. Okay. That's quite away from here. Oh, okay. Bobster, Gildenborough. Pick, pick one of the UK lakes. <laughs> so, you know, so a minute in a swimming pool... Yeah. It's like not the, not the same world as a minute in Gildenborough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. people get caught up in those numbers. And this is the problem yeah. that I find with teaching to the IADA and SSI and PADI standards. Changing mindset. Yeah. You go, well, it's a minute. I can do a minute. No, 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 you can't. This is a new lake. You're cold. You've been in the water for an hour. You didn't have breakfast. Mm, Everything true. changes. You hit cold water. First thing you do is... <laughs> yeah and and then and then 10 minutes later you're shivering and and you can't hold your breath because of that exactly exactly and it does affect scuba absolutely and you obviously teach that it does but it it kind of affects you slightly you you go through your air quicker but you can look at it and say that's it let's let's finish with time whereas in freediving it it instantly affects you. So having a depth gauge and trying to get deeper than you did the day before or trying to get to the depth that the instructor said, if you don't dive this today, you failed. It's, it's all wrong. It's about feeling and that innate sense of I'm cool here and I'm going back, but I'm cool here. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's how, and that's how we've, I mean, we're the biggest club in UK, possibly in the world. We, we, we're, you know, we've got a, a lot going on. That's how we're inclusive because nobody judges anybody for their time. Yeah. They're judging it for they come back. How did that feel? Well, I was, that was really nice. I was cool there. Well, maybe you can go and get that shell because if you were cool there, then, you so know. the levels at your club run from, what's the start? Um, well, um, it's, a bit, it's a bit complicated, but really simple. In the club itself, uh, we have uh, yellow, blue, and red. So three colors. So if you join tomorrow, you have to do the foundation course, which covers the safety, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're yellow. The, the, the original idea followed um, jujitsu, where you've got white belts going up to black belts. Yeah. So yellow means you've done safety. Yeah. Blue means you know the exercises. And red means you know why you do the exercises. Okay. So all the yellows are literally turning to the blues and saying, what the hell's going on this exercise? Because <laughs> they're all group activities. Uh, what the hell's going on? And they tell them. And then the blues turn to the reds and say, I'm finding this really hard. How can I change this to make it easier? Or I'm finding this really easy. How can I change this to make it harder? And the reds obviously know how to do that. Sounds a really well, good setup because it doesn't sound like there's any sort of pressure. No. No. And that's, that's where the danger comes with freediving. That's always where the danger comes. In competition where people are thinking, like they see the tag or they, you know, their mates shouting at them, it's only two seconds longer or two minutes longer or whatever. And spearfishing where they're, they're looking for the, for the fish, they see the fish, it's nearly there, it's nearly there, it's nearly... They're not thinking about themselves, they're thinking about the, the time, the depth, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, if you've got something else to focus on, like spearfishing and that, it's easier to maintain your breath. Well, not easier, but you you don't go through the breath at the same rate where you, if you're just 
breathing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged yeah. sword. It's, it is easier. It's, we, we, when people come through the no-tank system, um, we, we um, categorise people as uh, distraction divers, or they categorise themselves so they can progress as distraction divers or non-distraction divers. And some people really like things happening that really makes them like kind of relax. Other people just don't like that at all. So um, in an exercise where you have to throw a torpedo backwards and forwards and swim along the length, yeah. some people love it and some people hate it. And if they hate it, then they're a non-distraction diver, which means they have to do that more because that's the bit they don't like. Or if they really enjoy it, um, then they're a distraction diver and that's the bit they shouldn't do so much because that's the easy bit for them. Yeah. So again, it's all from our, we say to everybody who joins our systems about progression. We don't care where you're starting from. We don't care where you're aiming at. All we want is that you progress every week. Yeah. And that's not going to be time or depth because you can't keep getting better every week at depth or, or not better. You can't keep getting deeper every week or longer every week. At some point you're going to have a, you're going to have a bad week. You're going to yeah. have a cold and, and then you failed. Oh, yeah. But if you're progressing knowledge, technique, and in yourself every week, you can always progress and learn something new. And come on, yeah. not get in the water, watch, help out, learn something, and then you progress. Okay. That's really interesting. But who, so who, who uh, got you started in all this? Who, who inspired you to go, right, let's do this? <laughs> uh, so it's a guy called Loic Lefemme uh, in the south of France. Um, and I met him in 1999 right. uh, when I first started diving. There's a crazy story about how I met him um, at, at the London dive show. Um, and and he, he just, he just, he didn't absolutely inspired me. He told me loads of stuff that really just changed my life. Uh, the first thing is he said, I mean, he was a world record holder, no limits. So at the time he was diving, I don't know, something like 150 meters uh, you know, on a sled. And he said to me, he said, Marcus, if you're going to do anything in freediving, you need to start a club because it's not where I live. It's not the fact that in Nice we've got the deep water. It's the fact that I've got a club around me that helps me do these sort of things. Yeah. And I looked at him and went, dude, you've had a club for like 10 years. I'm never going to have that. And now looking back 20 years on and we've got this massive club and we're doing all this stuff, I'm like, he was right, you know. We should have started a club. Um, and he, he taught people... Um, the idea that we must learn to enjoyment. We must learn to enjoy where we're at because if we enjoy, and it goes to the same with scuba, if you enjoy diving in Gildenborough, if you go to France, you're going to love it. Yeah. Before you get off the plane, you know you're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah? Whereas somebody who dives a lot in I don't know, Thailand, they go to France for a sake of argument, which isn't the best scuba in place or free diving place in the world. You know, they, they go dive in Thailand, they go to France, they're like, oh God, really? <laughs> and you go, we're doing this for fun. This is not. <laughs> so it's all about learn to enjoy it being in a swimming pool. If you can enjoy learning, if you can enjoy scuba in a swimming pool, then Gildenborough is, yeah. you might see a fish you know what i mean and if you can learn to do enjoy it in gildenborough then france is amazing if france is amazing greece is egypt you know yeah. so every stage you want to go yeah so that's that's what he taught me and he taught this as a skill in his club enjoyment um yeah that's yeah, it that's 
so in terms of your qualifications are you looking have you got to like the top or have you got more places to go with your free diving uh yeah there's always places to go <laughs> um yeah there's i mean we've we yeah <laughs> so every, every year we go to cornwall uh we we call it free fest uh and about 30 of us go down we camp for a week in cornwall and we free dive in cornwall now you know, how many people have dived or snorkel dive, snorkel dive, snorkeled or free dived in Cornwall? Like, you know, millions of people. Yet we go down there every year and we find new dive sites. So we take 30 people, go to a, beaches aren't, as you know, aren't very good because they're kind of shallow and sandy. So we'll go to a nice rocky place. We'll go in, we'll explore, we'll find some new stuff some new caves, some new, you know, kind of uh, structures. And we've been doing that for 10 years. Every year we find new dive sites. So when you say, you know, is there new stuff to do? Well, Cornwall, there's new stuff this year. And there's stuff that we saw. You get mixed up with the years this year, didn't you? It's still 2020. (laughs) It feels like it's gone on forever. But yeah, so this year in September, um, in July, sorry, we found some stuff that next year we want to go and try and get to yeah. or have another look at or take two people to, or not two people, but two groups so we can yeah. explore it a bit more. So yeah, there's always, always places to, to kind of go. And there, there's, uh, there are some places that we haven't got the skills to go to. So now in the winter, we are learning skills that will allow us to do plushies that we've seen and we really want to dive, but we, we haven't got the skills to get there. Yeah, yeah, loads to do then. Oh yeah, too much. So how do you find, uh, do you get many scuba divers coming to you? Do you find that the crossover from uh, teaching somebody who may be an experienced scuba and they're now going to learn free dive? How do do they normally find that crossover? You know, well, you've got two two types of scoobies who come with us. Uh, our foundation courses that we do, uh, one day course in, in Kensington usually, uh, and we teach that to loads of people. Lots of triathletes do it. Um, lots of we've had equestrians, equestrianists doing it uh, because we teach relaxation and breathing techniques. Now, if there's a room full of people wanting to free dive, then the examples we give will be free diving related, but we quite often get a room full of Scoobies who are just there to learn relaxation and breathing technique purely because somebody's mentioned it to them or they've seen you know, a presentation by me or something, you know, and well, I mean, if you've been diving, you know, long or, or not very long, you, you'll know there's a lot of, how can I put it? Experienced scuba divers who are still nervous in the water yeah, yeah. or still not relaxed. Yeah. So, getting rid of all that kit, whether they're instructor, and we get quite a few people who've their instructor, a scuba instructor has said, okay, you've got your whatever, your open water dive, you've got your whatever, stop. Take that kit off, go on a course with, with Marcus and No Tanks, where you'll learn to just be in the water. And then when you put all the kit back on, try and remember that feeling. Yeah. And trying when you had no out external stress at all, and obviously we're doing breath holds, but there's no time timing. We don't time people doing it, so everybody's just like just there to relax. And if you can feel it, 
which everybody does, obviously, that's the whole point of the course, then when you put tank on, uh, uh, hang on, hang on a sec, I can, I can, I can, before you've even started breathing on the reg, just in the water, okay, I've got this, I've got it, reg in, and then they're, they're relaxed. So that's the first type of scuba, and we do, we do courses specifically, um, Holborn, BSAC, um, every couple of years, they, they get another group of 12 people along, and they do, they take over the whole course and, and do the whole course. So we get quite a few scubas doing that, which is absolutely fine. And then you've got the other scubas who join for whatever reason, they've run out of money or run out of kit to buy or whatever it is, or fancy some free diving and, and want to kind of do free diving either instead of, or as well as it doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't well, matter. It's like free diving, don't they? Sorry. A lot of photographers yes. like free diving. Yeah, and again, it's it's uh, it's that innate um, focus on relaxation, especially if you're wildlife photographers. Yeah, they they very quickly understand. Behave differently, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely, and and they photographers dive. notice quick. And normal normal scoobies or free divers or any or snorkelers, anybody interact with the animals. Oh yeah, it's great. But photographers, because they're looking from a different perspective, they're like, hang on a sec. Those seals like that person. What's the difference between that person and that person? Well, I want to take photographs of that person. <laughs> isn't that right, right. That, uh, with some, some animals, a sign of defense or stress is the expel of air. Yeah. Well, burst out air so that's why scuba divers to an animal can get conf- they can be seen as a threat yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so uh, that, that's why yeah. um do you follow wim hof next <laughs> okay um so wim hof we've got a couple of wim hof instructors in the club right um so what i say is completely okay i don't mind it getting out there um so wim himself an amazing guy i've never met him um but i'm you know he has, done some, got a amazing, hmm? he has done some amazing feats of he incredible things incredible and he's the nicest guy and if you meet him he'll tell you everything okay and so he is an amazing guy 10 years ago or so when uh i think i think it was his family kind of started to monetize it they started coming up with these kind of kind of things to do the courses and the stuff workshops and things aren't they just... and they're not quite well they're definitely not what he does <laughs> um they use a lot of um other techniques um they use a lot of techniques most of which are not what we want to do free diving mm. right. so I, yeah wim himself and what he does amazing the courses that they run I'm not sold on in the Arctic and a pair of bo- budgie smugglers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's done that. And he's, they've looked into his brother as well, from what I understand, to see whether his brother, I don't think his brother does the same type of diving. No, no. Well, nobody does the same type of diving. No. Yeah. I mean, quite, I mean, quite a lot of it is um, uh, suggestion, peer pressure, hyperventilation, stuff that you can do, I mean, I mean, imagine you've got an auditorium and they keep doing it. An auditorium with a thousand people, 2000 people, and they get them all to do an amazing breath hold or get them all to jump in a, a ice cold bath. They must be doing something that works. 
Yeah. You know, but most of it isn't techniques that you could use free diving, you know. Uh, so yes, no, not not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you contacted us, you highlighted that you discovered a new cave on a free dive. Yes. Yeah, it's an amazing yeah. video to watch. So yeah. <laughs> so excited we're going back in april <laughs> yeah um yeah sorry what was the question well yeah tell us about it okay so um uh, kefalonia have you ever scuba dived have you ever read about scuba diving kefalonia no i've been there but not only you've been yeah, there no. you've been there yeah How I was a diver. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I'll, I'll give you the whole story about kefalonia stop me if i if i go on too long so kefalonia has got a uh, big uh under underground networks um and salt water goes in one side of the island goes all the way through it gets watered down uh, watered down desalinate de fresh water goes in as well so it comes out mostly fresh water massive tunnels and at some places they've collapsed exactly the same thing that's happened in mexico so they are actually cenotes exactly the same as mexico which is yeah. why when i say to people have you not dived there and they go no and you go why would i because there's cenotes there they're absolutely incredible and some of them are open so it's not even overhead environment uh, and quite a lot of them are cave tunnels networks that you you know, have to have your cave diving you know qualifications etc and equipment to to do them yeah we discovered them completely by accident uh six years ago uh, my girlfriend and i went on a holiday weren't even going to take our wetsuits last minute packed them and started finding these these cenotes and and we'd, we'd dive them why you know, why wouldn't you and so we've been going back two or three times every year for the last six years and still finding these new uh, places and that was all free diving was it you went on scoop? all free diving yeah. all free diving um and if you've seen you might have seen one of my pictures i can send it to you it's a picture of a guy swimming sideways with these beams of light coming down yeah. um i'll send it to you it's 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 my favorite picture it's won a couple of awards it's, it's quite it's quite a good picture <laughs> and that's one of these cenotes uh, in in kefalonia and we were there this year so uh september on a yacht trip uh, we were there actually to dive on the hms perseus you might have heard it's a it's a it's a classic classic scuba dive it's um you a uk second world war submarine sitting completely intact upright at 50 meters okay it was it hit a it hit a mine on the surface and sunk completely upright uh, just mind-numbingly amazing and we went to free dive it uh, we've dived it before and we wanted to do some other stuff on it um technically it's war graves you have to get licensed to dive it etc etc but you know for whatever reason it was a bit of a washout of a week there was a hurricane storms bad visibility everywhere etc etc and everybody had left except me um, one of my best mates, Matt, and the, the captain of the boat said, can you teach me some caving technique? And this is single rope caving. So it's just a rope to go down. You abseil down. Most people know what that is. And then you have to jump up. So you have to ascend a single rope. Yeah. yeah. So I said, yeah, I'll show you that. 
I happen to know there's a, a muddy hole next to one of our dive sites that, I mean, you've seen the video, so this is literally, this is absolutely the truth. I said, well, yeah, it's a muddy hole, but it goes straight down. I will show you those techniques in that hole. In So we went there, I did it. It took hours because I've shown him how to do it and whatever. And there was a small hole. I genuinely didn't think anything was in it. My, my friend Matt was literally bored for sitting on the surface for two hours. Can I come down? I went, of course you can. You know, you, you, you've got the skills. He came down, got to the hole. I said, why aren't you going through? I said, it isn't anything. And he went, well, I've been sitting up there for two hours, so I'm going through. Just, I'm going through. He went through, started swearing. I thought he'd broken his leg or something. He was like effing and blinding and he doesn't swear. So I was like, Oscar, you've got to come and see this. You've got to come and see this. Slip through this hole. And well, you've seen the video, massive chamber, stalactite, stalagmite, amazing. Uh, and to cut a long, not that long, story short, where we went in, we know cavers had been that far. We could see there's evidence of cavers had been there, but cavers don't go in water. No. Okay? They, just, they just don't. So we know, we could see how far they had gone. All right. Now, there's a dive line underneath it that comes from another dive site, uh, and it's marked up, I think, 156, or I presume it's 156 metres from the other dive site, which the Russians, a group of Russians went there to the other dive site and they found an amazing chamber uh, there last year. Hmm? This is linked to another... Yes. Yeah. yeah, so in our muddy hole... There's a dive line that leads to another scuba dive site and 200 meters or so away from another dive site. So we know scuba divers have got to that cave. Yeah. And they've probably come up, probably had a look around. It's big enough that they may even just take their reg out. It's good air, looked around. But then you go into another chamber. So the first chamber is cavers have been in. The second chamber we know scubas have been in. And there's another chamber where the stalactites have come down and they've stopped growing where the water is because they can't grow. Stalactites and stalagmites don't grow in water. No. So this used to be dry because there's stalactites all the way down, but the new ones have stopped where the water is. Yeah. So we know scuba divers can't come up because you can't see, literally can't see where you could put your head. There's a yeah. thousand spikes coming down and you, you, you know, we, we looked and went, well, I wouldn't know where to come up. No. But obviously my mate's there, so I can come up next to him. Yeah. So we have to go through this maze of, of this chamber into another chamber that we know nobody's ever been into right. because cave divers can't get in there. Or I mean, they could, but they couldn't, if you see what I mean. <laughs> Technically, they could. They could come up and come with us, but they, they wouldn't have. That's not what they would have done. So we know we're the only ones in there. And then there's another chamber on from that. And we don't know how far on from that goes. We ran out of time. We had to come out. So that's the story of Muddy Hole. Found it totally by accident. Uh, in fact, the first day that we found it, we didn't even have our kit with us. We had to go back, come back the next day to dive it. So when yeah. you're, you're finding this chamber and you know it goes further, but you obviously can only go so far until your body says, I've got to go back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so all caving... So as the sport we do, cave freediving, is a crossover of freediving, cave diving, and caving. There's not so much cave diving in it, but we use their techniques and their ideas. So with caving, you have a call out. 
So the person at the top, top, we say, okay, we're going to be out in two hours, three hours. So today, today I was in the Mendips in a cave and we, uh, the call out was six hours. If we're not out in six hours, call cave rescue because there's no other way of communicate. We're going in. If we're not out in six hours, call cave rescue. So this is the same out there. We had somebody waiting on the surface. We went in, we said we'd be four hours. We knew we'd get down, be able to dive for a bit, but we have to get up because if we don't get back up, he sounds the alarm. Yeah. So we'd found this next chamber and it's like, whoa, we want to go further. And we, we can't, we have to get out now because we still have to get changed, yeah. kit up into our SRT kit and then climb out of the first cave through the hole and then go up a vertical what do you mean by your SRT kit? Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So SRT stands for single rope technique. So essentially it's a, a harness similar to a climbing harness, which you abseil down on. And yeah. it's also the bit that allows you to, to climb up a rope. Okay. Yeah. So it's SR it's a single rope technique. We take that off when we free dive and obviously we put it back on to get okay. out of the cave. Yeah. 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 Right. So that's literally why we didn't go on. And if you watch the video, you've seen it was the flight leaves tomorrow morning, <laughs> whatever it was, 10 hours to the flight or something. We're like, um, you know, couldn't go back. So that's it. You're excited yeah. to go back. Uh, slightly, <laughs> slightly. Yes. Um, the locals, do the locals not explore it? No. No? No. Uh, in Greece, um, caves are places you throw rubbish in. There are so many caves you find and they are full literally full of rubbish bags it's a hole to throw rubbish in um and and the uk is the most for some reason something in our psyche uk cavers are you know the best in not the best in the world but the best in the world you know a bit like scoobies a bit like a bit like scuba diving, you know there's something about uk scuba divers that is just uh, they they're passionate they want to do it and okay i don't care if it's green and dark i'm gonna use this new bit well, of kit yeah? a lot of UK divers have a tough uh baptism to scuba don't they because you know like Gemma, you know Gemma's open water course at gildy the visibility was what in, it was inches yeah yeah <laughs> we, we were up to the side of the double you know a double decker bus and all you could see was that you couldn't see the rest of the bus you know um and that that's what and then you went from the from gildy to uh norfolk, off the north coast. norfolk coast <laughs> several meters of vids you know so um i think i think that's why but you know uh why uk divers free divers scuba divers are regarded quite you know highly i think really you know yeah and it's our, our climate yeah, and it's great. There's such a nice crossover between all the, like the caving, the free diving, the scuba, that everybody's yeah. got some kind of impact into yeah every part of it. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, the Greeks aren't f renowned for scuba diving. You know, they're just not. Some of them do, but they're not renowned for it. UK, yeah. we do a lot of scuba diving. We also do a lot of caving. Yes. So over there, they just don't go in caves. The locals don't go in caves. It must be exciting for you who've been in the sport uh, all this time and seen so many people come through and aren't doing different things and how the sport has took off over yes. the years. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's double-edged sword. Um, it's the same as, I mean, I, I was scuba diving. I, I got, oh, I, I dive. I've always, I've been, always been obsessed with being in water. So I started scuba diving before I should have and got my qualifications yeah. fairly early. So, you know, 16, which was the legal age to start scuba diving. When I started, I was already qualified sports diver. You know, literally that. How have you learned all this stuff if you've never done it before? I don't know. <laughs> um, so that kind of explosion from whenever that was, you know, the, the, uh, the, when it was the late 80s or whatever, in scuba diving, I've seen, you know there's a double-edged sword. There's a lot of mm, kind of dubious practices out there. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people who are pushing the sport in new directions, bringing new ideas to it. And, and obviously, if you've, got, if you've got 100 people learning every year, you're going to get you know, 10 people carrying on. If you've got 1,000 people learning every year, you're going to get 100 people. So uh, it just grows. How, ne- how technology has come on. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're even in material used in wetsuits uh, and making you know, wetsuits and fin, fin technology, how that's come on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember buying my first Stinger computer. It's like, what is a dive computer that fits on your wrist? <laughs> and uh, and now it's like, yeah, well, why wouldn't it? Yeah. So have you got any advice for someone thinking about giving free diving a go? Even if they're not, if they might be a scuba diver, they might be a non-diver. But have you got any words of wisdom? Uh, words of wisdom? Uh, um, I've, I did a live stream did I? Yeah, uh, a live stream last week actually about uh, five things that are fallacies in learning to free dive. Um, <clears throat> so find some somewhere you enjoy diving with people you enjoy diving with. That's that's my number one. Obviously, take a course, but that goes without saying because if you enjoy the people you're with, then that that's going to make you carry on. Not not the how deep is your local lake it's it's who you're diving with that's going to make you kind of want to do it yeah no that's good advice and yeah probably applies to a lot of things in life doesn't it yeah yeah Yeah, that's true okay um so what is your what would you say on your bucket list that is a favorite dive location have you got apart from the cave cave, (laughs) have you got another one be on your bucket list as a somewhere where you ought to go and explore um yeah i mean there are and and people quite often artists tell me they don't ask you know you know what it is. they tell you that you should go to somewhere oh you should go to thailand you should go here but our ethos my my passion is to to see the beauty around us yeah so Yes, it would be fantastic to go to to the Philippines. It would be fantastic to dive with whale sharks in wherever. But I don't, I consciously, and I, when I say I, this is what we teach throughout the club. Not everybody follows it, but that's what we come and teach. That it goes somewhere because you want to go there and, and, and then dive and see what's there. So yeah. rather than, going somewhere because if you go to the philippines yes it's going to be amazing but if you're just going on your own you want to go to greece maybe with five friends yeah because then you can enjoy it as a and then it's the whole thing's a different kind of vibe yeah 
So bucket list for me, not really places because, you know, if I had enough money, I could go anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> I've always wanted to go to the Philippines. We'll save up and go to the Philippines and job done. That's it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's easy because it's not, it's not cheap, yeah. but really it's actually easy to dive in the Philippines. You know, you, you can do it. If you've got the money, you can do it tomorrow. I want to do things that are being going to be a challenge for me and for my group of friends. Yeah. So for instance, the, the Perseus, say we dived in Kefalonia, that's a deep wreck. Um, and the conditions are only, if you go, if we stay there for a week, we might be able to get one dive there. Um, and we have, we've developed techniques over the last two years specifically to dive on the Perseus. Nobody else in the world knows those techniques. I'll tell you them, I'll teach you them. I'm not precious about them, but that's pretty unique that we have worked out these techniques that nobody else knows to do a specific dive. Just thought of something. Yeah. And, um, Did you I like my bus shot from Gildy? Yeah, I've just downloaded it. So. <laughs> yeah. I should have asked this earlier, but actually, um, fitness level. If you're teaching people to, you know, with breathing techniques, what what sort of advice do you give them on their fitness levels? Because that, smoking. that comes into it quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, the example I always use is, because quite, quite a lot of people say, oh, I couldn't do free diving, I smoke. Mm. Uh, or I couldn't do free diving because... And my answer is always, 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 you wouldn't, they, you wouldn't say, oh, I can't play tennis because I smoke. You know, if you want to play tennis, you'll play tennis. And yes, if you give up smoking, you'll be better at tennis. But I'm not going to tell you to not do it because you smoke. And the same with scuba, I'm slightly less, you know, dramatic than, you know, than tennis. So fitness levels, yeah. If somebody's not particularly fit, getting fitter would help them. But I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. Right. My job as a coach, because I don't class myself as an instructor, I class myself as a coach because of the progression idea, you know. So, you know, once you've learned the basics, then it's coaching. It's individually based for you. And so if, if I'm taking on a student and – and I'm, I'm coaching and I'm saying, look, you, you need to get a little bit. If you want to dive here, you need to get a bit fitter. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's really, really personal. Um, I might say, you know, go running. They might say, I hate running. I say, oh, well, okay. How about cycling? Oh, yeah, I love cycling. Well, go cycling then. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, it's like do, but do something, get fitter. Yeah. Well, somebody, be- who's, somebody who's reasonably fit, who does a lot of cycling, they might say, okay, Marcus, what's the next level of fitness? And I'll give them something else to do yeah. in a different, slightly more specific. Yeah. And it makes so, it yes, it plays a lot, but it's up to the person. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's everybody's responsibility, isn't it? If they want to do better or improve, then they've got to yeah. improve themselves, haven't they? Yeah. So when you're free diving, obviously you see quite a lot of marine life. Um, have you had any sort of great experiences or is it anything that you haven't seen that you want to see? Oh, so many experiences um yeah we have following on from what i was saying earlier we have a rule we won't go to somewhere to see a specific animal mm-hmm. because as soon as you set an expectation to see an animal um 
the, the trip can fail if you don't see that animal. Therefore, yeah. you're going, you're just human psyche is that you'd push it, push it a little bit further. Yeah. You go on a dolphin trip for sake of argument and wow, dolphins, woo. But if you've paid to go on a dolphin trip, then they're going to hunt the dolphins. They're going to chase the dolphins. So we have a rule. We won't go anywhere to see a specific animal. So I want to kind of want to put that out there. Having said that, you, you know, you get encounters. The more you get in the water, the more encounters you have. So, um, and we had, <sighs> which, which, which one should I pick? There's a, there's a place in, in Cornwall that you have to climb down a, a waterfall then you have to climb across. It's a, a, a ravine. You have to step across it. It's only about that wide, but it is a sheer drop. It's scary. Step over that, climb down some rocks, down to a little a little pool that you can get changed in. Um, did that. This was this was this July. There's only three of us there, and because we, we whatever reason why, but there's only three of us there. That everybody else is turning up the next day. You get in, and there's this huge cave that goes into the rock. Mm-hmm. Turns a corner and comes out of another huge rock. It's incredible this cave. And we get in, and there's a seal, fully grown. Common seal. All right, okay, fine. Seal, have a play. Go around the corner, another seal. Mm, okay, there's two seals. Into the cave. So we're in a cave, and it's massive. It's maybe 20 metres high, 10 metres wide. We can't move for seals. Fully grown common seal. Five of them. Around us, with us, running away from us, into another, you know, kind of running away from us, and then running the next person. And we're like, <laughs> what is this? This is Cornwall. And yeah, people dive with seals, but there's three of us in a cave. And these, I mean, you know, we know juvenile seals play, but these are adults playing. These are adults checking us out. What? Yeah, so that, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's Cornwall. That's pretty epic, epic yeah, stuff. Amazing. And then we'll see, we got back, get back to the campsite, 30 people turn up and we're like, yeah, it's all right, you know, I don't want... <laughs> Don't want to tell them it was too good, do you? Like the day before they got there. Um, but yeah, um, we had a we had a, a dolphin encounter. Yeah, last year, so 2019 uh, in Marsa. We go to Marsa Alum in Egypt. It's a, an eco village, so they have no plastic bottles and and they really look after the reef and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And we had uh, dolphins there, swimming with us, loving it, beautiful. And I told the guys, I said, sing because they like that and they kind of join in. So, and, and they come and look at, look at you. And one of my guys, as opposed to the other guys who were dolphins, no, one of, one of the three divers misunderstood me and sung like, la, 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 as he swam along. Right. Hoping for dolphins to come into him. They didn't. But a big bull swam just behind him and because he had it was leaving a stream of tiny bubbles as he was like la 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 this big bull was behind him leaving a stream of bubbles he was copying him exactly the same i've got it i've got a shot not a fantastic shot but i've got a shot of it and afterwards we'll check oh did you see this did you see that and he went oh yeah i didn't see whatever i said you didn't see him look at this photo (laughs) Because you were making bubbles, he was copying you, and you just you can't write that sort of stuff. Yeah. Feel sorry for the fact they didn't see it, <laughs> but it happened. Oh, cool. So, if you had a choice to take three people with you, yeah, and, uh, it could be from anyone from history, family, whoever. 
um, or present day people, who would you take? Uh, oh, my wife, my daughter, um, my best mate. If you write it in a magazine, it's got to be written as ours, else I will lose my house. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's, there is a lot of people that I have emailed and have said, if you ever want to go free diving, like, I will take you. Um, and I mean, we, we've, we've had people dive with us, uh, um, paraplegics, um, people deaf, um, people with, I mean, we've got club members with, you know, really quite dramatic disabilities. Yeah. Everybody can free dive. So I'm confident that some of these people who, who I write to, and we can take them with whatever they've got. So there is a lot of people that I would really love to see them enjoying the water. Some yeah. of them because they, they genuinely thought they never could. Mm. Yeah. So that's a really tough, do I have to answer it or is that enough? Is this where you're standing the questions that I have to put an answer with? <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. So if you could put a billboard out there to the world, to the million yeah. people, and you could, it could be a saying, a picture, anything. What would you put on the billboard to get a message out? You can do that. You, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, so that's yeah. someone free diving. Yeah, and and probably that that picture that I said, you know, with the person swimming sideways. I'll, I'll find it. I'll send it to you if yeah. you haven't seen it. And and that's that is genuinely what we put out as adverts. Put that picture and say you can do this. And when you see the picture, it is, even though, even though I do say so myself, it is stunning. But so that's the advert I will put and say, you can do that because he is about four meters deep. Yeah. So if, if somebody can comfortably swim along the bottom of a swimming pool, I can get them to do that. Yeah. It's water. It's yeah, in matter, isn't it, as well? Because you think people... We'll just think, I can't go underwater and hold my breath for all, you know, a long time. But it is, yeah. Yeah. It's just mind over matter. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Well, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just learning the skills and having the opportunities. So <clears throat> uh, that's a great photo because I know that people, and that's a, that's a, a, a chinote, and you have to climb down to it. There is uh, about four or five steps down to that. So, yeah. you know, if you can get down five steps, I can get you in there and do that. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's my billboard. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's go do it. <laughs> Your diving is um, the ethos behind it comes over in a very positive manner, uh, very positive thinking behind it, you know. And um, when you explained about, you know, how the other agencies work um, and, you know, they have their place. Great. But your training and your ethos with the, your diving is very positive And everything you've said to us tonight um, has come over in a positive way. And yeah. your and I quite I like that because it actually shows a different way. Uh, and sometimes people can look on just on the negatives and those negatives hold people back. But actually what you're saying is, is your glass is full and this is the possibilities. It's just a different way of looking at it. And uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And for me as a new scuba diver, 
hearing what you've said is, you know, it's quite enlightening. Um, you know, and if you change your mindset, anything's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's actually getting you in tone with how your body works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's a very natural, it's very natural. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can go back to that kind of look way of looking at it, suddenly becomes a different a different thing. Yeah, and much simpler as well, because I think people yeah. overcomplicate things. And you know, from what you've said, it's a very simple, it's simplistic in that way. But it is keep it simple. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't get worried then. What you was about to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep... on the Zoom. <laughs> And it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, if people want to find out more about you and No Tanks, where? Yeah. No Tanks dot com. Okay. Yeah. Um, re realistically, in two thousand and twenty, it's much much more productive to go on Facebook and look up No Tanks the club, um, because the website is just dead. It's like we just tried to keep up with it, saying, "Oh, COVID has stopped this." Oh, and this, and this, and this, and this. Oh no, this is open. That's not. That is. So, so at the moment, the the Facebook group is a, a great place to start. But you know, officially, you know, officially the website. Can you can you just explain where the spelling of it? Because that's not actually no tanks, is it? No. Well, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. T a n x. It's literally twenty years ago. I thought it'd be cool to have a club called No Tanks. Yeah, just in case people are putting in No Tanks and they're not finding it. So yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually No Tanks spelt correctly comes up, I think, with a, a boiler company in America. So that's not us. No. <laughs> so, so No No Tanks dot com. Yeah. Awesome. There, there was a, a period actually, weirdly, about oh, maybe ten years ago, where. There was a little bit of, of I don't know, animosity between scuba and freedivers. And, and there was a, a period where people were really hassling us. What, are you saying you're better than scuba divers because mm. you're no you've got a bar through the scuba tank? And we're like, no, it's just, it was just funny. <laughs> it was, sorry, don't take anything from it. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we've all moved on from that. Absolutely. Know? And as I say, it was 10 years ago. There was a definite kind of point where... I think there was maybe some high-profile articles about the dangerous freediving, uh, but yeah, we we ha have totally moved past that now. And and it's it's interesting when people ask me scuba diving, freediving, uh, and and I say, well, it's exactly the same but completely different. How is that? They say, and I say, well, it's people who want to enjoy the water. So I, I have no problem with scuba divers. They want to enjoy water. They just do it that way, and I do it this way. That's the only difference. It's the yeah. same as cycling and motorcycling. You go down the same roads, you enjoy the same scenery, but you're just doing it differently. That's all yeah. it is. So, there was those crazy people that I see in a uh, free uh, open water swimming in their budgie smugglers, <laughs> and I'm in my thermals and dry suit, looking at yeah. freezing cold, looking at them thinking, crazy people. But hey, they're having fun and they're enjoying the water, same as us. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then they're looking at you going, look at all our equipment, <laughs> crazy people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people. cool. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. I, 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 will, I will tell you, I'm going to have a shower now. I've been in a cave for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't need to know that. But I, <laughs> there you go. Power's well, soon. Yeah.
Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. We'll speak to you again soon. Okay. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, Jim, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, what did you think to that? Did you enjoy that? I did. And it's obviously free diving can be very beneficial for scuba divers in a way to help them relax and be a bit more at one with the water. So any scuba yeah. divers listening, maybe free diving is a give it a little pop and see how you Yeah, see. well, I think so. And, um, you know, a lot of comes down to how you are in the water, you know, how relaxed you can be fitness as well you know and um i think yeah, free dive certainly allows you get i'm trying to think of a different word but the only thing i can say is closer to to wildlife yeah which or in sync with it you could argue that's not always the best thing to do is being really close to wildlife but um it does let you especially if you want viewing to your photography and uh underwater uh, taking video in that you know there's it doesn't allow for that you do see some absolutely stunning photos taken by free divers yeah, uh, and of free divers as well it's just yeah. incredibly um looks very freeing it does and of course the other end of the scales is why some people t- t- choose to t- go down the closed circuit route with scoop because mm-hmm. you haven't got all the bubbles and the the noise and how that you know, it changes animals' behaviour. Yes. Bubbles are coming out, so you don't get that. You get a bit more of a, a natural pose, a natural picture, you know, as we learned from a previous case with Alex. Yeah. Alex Mustard, MBE. So, um, you know, it's all it's all good. And um, uh, be something to try maybe next year. Yeah, I'd love to try, try it because it has health benefits as well people with asthma or anxiety sometimes getting to do a bit of free diving can improve. yeah absolutely why not you know I, I think of another actually one of our other previous guests Andy Talbot he does quite a bit mm. on that as well doesn't he you know free diving yeah we have spoken and we spoke to Helen Board Dillon uh, yeah. diver Georgie so uh, yeah, it's always good. And again, you know, if you are a free diver and you haven't uh, made yourself known to us, maybe do that. You know, let us know what you where where you're diving and uh, what you're up to. That would be really good. And how can you do that? I'm going to uh, tell you. I'm going to tell you. It's uh, on the big scuba back phone, and that number is oh se- oh no. If you're calling from the international waters, plus forty four. Seven eight one zero double zero five two four, and of course you can leave us messages via the interweb, Facebook, in email us at the big scuba podcast at gmail.com. You can contact us. You know we always want to know what you're up to, and we will share it with the class. Um, YouTube. Let's just talk about YouTube very quickly. Um, I've just done a video of me on a bike. Like, me on a bike. Yeah, not just any bike, but the Whirlwind C4 bike uh, would make a really good Christmas present if you are thinking about getting your loved one uh, a bike or something like that. On um, You know, we might be approaching another lockdown. You think, mm, exercise, Whirlwind C4 bike, very well made, goes in the boot of your car, folds up lovely. And there's a little video on YouTube of me 
basically giving a quick rundown of the C4 bike. We've got one of Jim Jem to look out for as well. That'll be coming on YouTube very soon. Yep. That we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we need to put that together and bang that on the tube. Uh, what else? Let's talk about next our next episode. guest. Sorry? Next episode. Let's talk about our next episode. Absolutely. So who's coming up on episode 52, Jen? We have Christine Dennison from New York, and she runs Mad Dog Expeditions. So she is an explorer as well and been to the extremes of like the Amazon and then the Arctic. So she absolutely blows me away with the things that this lady has done. You know, she is the first lady who skied to the North Pole, Jen. Yeah, and an all-women team in uh, 2015. So, yeah, so she is a role model for all you ladies out there. For If you've got the eye of, of adventure and you want to go out there and, you know, see what's around the next corner, yeah. you know, she's a, a person to speak to about how to actually start that process. And also, you know, she, she is going to be uh, really great to speak to, and I look forward to that. Yeah, and the way that she came across was very inspirational and uplifting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you yeah, know, don't miss that episode. As, uh, she is one not to miss. So uh, look out for Christine Denson on the Big Scuba podcast. And when are we releasing it? It will be our Christmas Day episode. It will. So um, we weren't quite sure whether to do one on Christmas Day, weren't we? And we were, we were thinking about it. And then, of course... You know, this year is not going to be, well, this year hasn't been like any other year, and nor will Christmas this year for many people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people would be spending it t- their time with their families and loved ones, and uh, potentially this year in the UK, a lot of people will be isolating or on their own, yeah. you know, and uh, we thought, well, you know, Sometimes the news and things like that can get a bit heavy. You don't want to watch the news. So, hey, why not have a podcast? And someone like Christine Dennison, who's a really positive and a trailblazer, done some really exciting stuff. Well, you could do worse than listening to what she's been up to. So, you know, uh, we wish you all well and health. And if you get a chance, do download and uh, listen to episode 52 with Christina Dennison. Yeah, and as always, let us know what you think. Email us, message us. We really like hearing from you. And if you've got any other ideas for future guests, then let us know. Absolutely. You know, always do. You've got many means uh, of ways of you can contact the show. Do you just want to mention the big scheme of back phone again? No, 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 no. No, I think I've mentioned it enough. And, you know, our listener will get fed up with that. So. <laughs> anyway so that's it for us for now and we'll be back very soon with episode 52 Mm -hmm. Uh, but for right now that is the big scuba podcast yeah thanks for listening everybody and catch you soon yeah thank you very much everybody and keep safe Bye.